The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. Oh, hell no! Whatever! The following program contains opinions expressed by The Dead Zone. If you find this broadcast offensive, lighten up, candy ass. What? Oh my gosh. It's a radio show. Hell yeah! That's what I'm talking about. Power up request received. Initiating systems. Powering up transmitters. Welcome to the Dead Zone. This Dead Zone Paranormal Radio Show. Man, we got a good show tonight. June Lundgren, a psychic medium, radio and TV personality, author, paranormal investigator, and demon seer. What, what, we're going to find out what that is. Also, Michelle's got a great story coming up too. Bigfoot talks. That's right. Bigfoot talks. Are you ready for that? I think she said... It's uh, from Russia, so wouldn't that technically make it uh, um, a Yeti or whatever it is they call it over there? I don't know. Anyway, don't forget about the upcoming events I've been telling you about all along. You can check them out online. Go on Facebook. Just type it in. There's one uh, dead con in Fort Wayne. That's going to be in, I think, September or October. I'm not sure. Check it out. The Hannah House, Paranormal Day Celebration, and Noncon in Middleton, Ohio. I'm telling you, we're things are starting to come back together. So, I mean, Hannah House and the one in Middleton, Ohio at uh, Post Town Elementary are free. What do you got to lose? Coming up right now, though, Villain and Fiend by Unto the Wolves. This is Sandy Johnson, and you're listening to The Dead Zone.
Are you in a band or know of a band that is currently unsigned and looking for airplay for free? We want to hear from you. One of the main goals of the show is to help promote up-and-coming bands and artists as well as our paranormal community. Getting your name out there can be tough, especially these days. Shoot us an email, deadzonebooking at gmail.com. If your music fits our genre, hard rock, 80s, 90s metal, and new metal, we want to help. Hey, it's Michelle again, doing paranormal news and events on the Dead Zone. This week's episode is brought to you again by me, Michelle Poy, Associate Broker at Seasons of Indiana Real Estate. Contact me for all your real estate needs through my Dead Zone email, michelle.deadzone at gmail.com. That's Michelle with two L's, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E dot deadzone at gmail.com. This episode is also brought to you by K.D. Wakefield, the author of a new suspense thriller called Murderous Masquerade. This is available in paperback or Kindle, so order your copy today on Amazon. Paranormal News. Coast to Coast AM article, former director of National Intelligence hints at revelatory UFO report. Dated March 22, 2021, written by Tim Benal. In a recent interview with Fox News, former director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe shared insights on the UFO phenomenon and suggested that a forthcoming government report on the subject could contain significant revelations. His intriguing comments were made during a conversation with Maria Bartiromo this past Friday evening, positing that the former Trump administration official saw the most intelligence that anyone has ever seen other than the president. The host noted that the government is required to issue a report on UFOs to the public later this year and asked Ratcliffe if such strange objects have been seen. Although he chuckled when Bartiromo initially broached the topic, the former DNI offered a serious response saying that the government has lots of reports about what we call unidentified aerial phenomena. He went on to confirm that the government will be issuing a proverbial UFO report in a few months and claimed that he wanted to get this information out and declassified before I left office, but was unable to pull off such a feat. Frankly, there are a lot more sightings than have been made public, Ratcliffe said, explaining that these reports come from Navy or Air Force pilots or have been picked up by satellite imagery. These puzzling objects, he revealed, engage in actions that are difficult to explain, move in a manner seemingly impossible by current technology, and exceed the sound barrier without a sonic boom. Ratcliffe revealed that there are quite a few of those incidents on record and postulated that information on these cases is being gathered and will be put out in a way that the American people will see. As for what could be behind these inexplicable sightings, he indicated that 
When we see these things, we always look for a plausible explanation, citing weather effects or potential foreign technology, but conceded that there are instances where we don't have good explanations for what we have seen. Pressed by Bartiromo for more information on where these objects have been seen, Ratcliffe marveled that there have been sightings all over the world. Dismissing the notion that such reports come from a solitary witness, he clarified that usually we have multiple sensors that are picking up these things. Ultimately, the former DNI mused that I think it'll be healthy for as much of this information to get out there as possible so that the American people can see some of the things that we've been dealing with. Fortunately, we won't have to wait all that much longer to see what, if anything, gets revealed to the public as the government report on UFOs is set to be released on June 1st. So if you have any proof of UFOs, sorry about that, any proof of UFOs, uh, whether you have pictures, videos, um, you have an, a story that you'd like to share, email me at michelle.deadzone at gmail.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E dot deadzone at gmail.com. You are listening to Para-X. And for our next story, again, still on Coast to Coast AM, story is called Ghost Boy Spotted in Jordan. There is a video with this that you can also check out after I read the story here to you, then I'll let you know what I think of the video. An eerie video filmed by an urban explorer in Jordan appears to show a young boy lurking in an abandoned building, and some viewers suspect that the out-of-place figure is a ghost. The spooky footage was reportedly captured last month by Jordanian YouTube personality Hassan Barbar, who has created an array of videos wherein he instills shuttered sites, where he visits shuttered sites in the hopes of encountering ghosts or documenting paranormal activity. In this particular instance, which saw the man investigating a building that appears to be unfinished, it would seem that this search, his search for spirits was successful. In the video, which was already rather spooky due to the darkness and its derelict nature of the site, Barbar roams around the building with a flashlight. When he illuminates down a series of doorways, he is stunned to see a small boy dressed in all black standing at the end of the makeshift hallway. After a brief stare down, the unsettling youngster eventually turns and walks out of sight. A shaken Barbar then dashed towards the spot where he saw the stranger and finds that it is an empty room. As one might imagine, many viewers suspect that the ghost hunter stumbled upon the spirit of a child in the empty building. Unfortunately, due to the language barrier, it's difficult to get Barbar's precise thoughts on the experience. Though the Arabic caption to his video reads, The child of the jinn threatened me that he would complain about my appearance which would appear to indicate that the ghost hunter believes that he encountered a supernatural being. Of course, not everyone is convinced, as many skeptical observers argue that the scene was orchestrated in order to generate a buzz for Barbar's YouTube channel. With that in mind, what's your take on the video? So if you go to the page, check it out. Tell me what you think. Email me at michelle.deadzone at gmail.com and I'll tell you my thoughts on it. It looks like a person standing down 
at the end of a hallway in a doorway and just stands there for a minute and then turns and walks away. It does not look spiritual at all. Um, it just looks like someone standing there. Whether it's a young boy or a teenager or a short man, it's hard to tell because they're not close enough. But my gut says that it's not real. It was staged. Anyway, check it out. Let me know. Michelle.deadzone at gmail.com. So on Coast to Coast AM, I found a news article dated April 28th, 2021, written by Tim Banal. And it is called Bigfoot Allegedly Interviewed by Phone During Bizarre Conference Address. A very strange scene unfolded at a Sasquatch conference over the weekend when while on stage, a researcher purportedly spoke to the legendary cryptid on the phone and shared the conversation with people in attendance. The bizarre moment reportedly occurred this last Saturday at the Nebraska Bigfoot Conference in the city of Hastings as keynote speaker Igor Bustev sorry, mispronounced most likely, detailed his work investigating the creature in his native Russian. During the presentation, he surprised the audience by calling a Russian colleague who was allegedly in the presence of a Bigfoot for an impromptu interview with the famed cryptid. During the hard-to-fathom conversation, Burstiff translated the Sasquatch's unique language, which might best be described as a series of guttural squawks and shared insights from the elusive creature, specifically that it loathes poachers and people who befoul its forest habitat. Alas, since the curious phone call was apparently arranged by Burstiff at the proverbial 11th hour, the sound system at the event was not equipped for such a momentous occasion, and much of the bewildered audience found the entire experience fairly hard to decipher with some theorizing that the live conversation may not have been entirely on the level. Fortunately, one person in attendance was able to capture a portion of the potentially historic and undeniably weird presentation via their cell phone and uploaded it to YouTube, providing that they be the first ever recording of Bigfoot's voice. Expressing skepticism over the entire exchange, the individual wanted others to get a chance to make up their own minds by seeing it for themselves. With that in mind, what's your take on the wild scene? Was it a historic moment wherein the legendary cryptid finally broke its silence and spoke to the world, or merely some fantastic theatrics on Burstiff's part? So if you check it out, again, that's on Coast to Coast AM. There is a video here showing this part of the, the conversation where they're playing it over cell phone. And it sounds like um, recorded noises to me that have been made up. It does not sound like anything that would come from an animal or any type of human. Uh, that's just my take on it. So you listen to it. Let me know what you think at michelle.deadzone at gmail.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E dot deadzone at gmail.com. Whether you're listening at home, at work, or anywhere, thanks for making Para-X part of your day. 
your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. Bigfoot speaks. What a crug of We'll be right back with June. We're going to find out what a demon seer is. I mean, I'm, it's driving me nuts. I want to know. But first, a great band. I hope you guys like. I do. Junior Bruce with 1999.
Hello, this is Christopher St. Booth, and you're listening to The Dead Zone. If all radio stations in town were palm trees, we'd be the one with the biggest coconuts. Here are the one, the only Dead Zone. All right, let's get right to it. June Lundgren. We're going to get her on the phone in just a few moments. Bear with me. Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Hey there. Hi there. I got uh, got the wrong person, huh? No, that was my son. That was your son. Okay, yeah. You got to really speak up because um, using this, like like I said before, off the air, um, this cell phone software that we have is is just bad. Uh, (laughs) Okay, let me get my... Okay. Take your time. How's that? That better? That's a little bit better, yeah. That's yeah, that's, that, that's quite a bit better. Okay, yeah. So June Lundgren. <laughs> psychic medium radio TV personality. Author. And or even a paranormal investigator. Yep. Wow. What's your uh, what's what's your team? I haven't had a chance to do any research, I'm sorry. Ghost and Girls, okay. And you have a website, I assume. Yeah, they're my, they're my, uh, so I'm the founder of Ghost and Girls Paranormal. So okay, all right, well, very cool. I started that about uh, six or seven years ago. I had been a member of another group, but decided to split off because what I do is, you know, is dark, so not everybody's cut out for that type of thing. Right, so that would kind of lead into the, um, Demon Seer. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. You've had you've got several books out. I mean, Demon Seer is the the latest. Demon Seer is the one that should be released in July. Oh, so I, it hasn't been out yet. Okay. No, I finished it, but then I realized that what I needed was to change it about up a bit so that people that don't know anything about the paranormal. Yeah. would be able to understand it and get some good information right. out of it. Because, yes. you know, when I wrote it, I wrote it for people that knew something about the paranormal. Right. And I decided, you know, there are so many people out there who don't know that are Yeah, that maybe are interested. Yeah. yeah, maybe they've had an experience or are curious and, and this and, would be the best way to do it. And all know? they really know is what they see on TV, which is sad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, unfortunately, it's not like you see on TV. Right. <laughs> so you, you you started six years ago with your team. What uh, what got you, or what made you do that? Why did you decide six years ago um, just to start a team? Yeah, like I said, um, I, I had a group. I had a group that I was a member of. Oh yeah, yeah. And they did some investigations, but. They didn't do a lot. Right. And a lot of the ones that they did were ones that came to me. Yes. Because of, you know, what I do. And there were, um, there's six members of it, and a lot of them um, didn't want, you know, I was, the problem is they would not have been a good choice. Yeah. Because, you know, they're afraid of the dark. Right. Okay, I get you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, you know. You can't. 
you can't be afraid of the dark. Right. You, we, you know, we did the same thing, you know, with the rule in the paranormal. I mean, we started out, or I started out, or me and me and one of one of our ex members started out with Indiana Ghost Trackers, mm-hmm. and they were okay. You know, they you know, went fine for a while, but we decided no, this is it's not what we want to do. So right. we formed, yeah. So we formed Rip. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we kind of branched off. I'm, you know, it's just me and one other girl who wanted to join me. Right. And because I do the bulk of the stuff, I do the removals of the regular demons. Um, she's more the the uh, diplomatic type person. Right. She can, you know, deal with the little creepy crawly dudes. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and that. Uh, and the uh, people that you know need help where she can calm them down and stuff because when I go into a location I mean Ariel comes forward so it's like she's not even paying attention to the people because she knows where the demon is she knows you know where it is what it how it got there you know who it connected with and what its reasons for being there right now you just said Ariel Ariel is um, when I died in a motorcycle accident in 1988, okay. I went to the other side, and Michael, the archangel, was there. He's always been with me through my entire life right. since I was a baby, and I've always been able to see, hear, understand demons, but I never really did much with it. So she's your guide? Yeah, she's Literally. actually my soul. Okay. So when I went to the other side, Michael says... You don't understand who and what you are. He says you are incarnate. You are Ariel, the Archangel incarnate. Okay. She was made to go back and relive human lives until she learned to have compassion for mankind. Okay. So that's why when I when I do removals, she comes forward and people. There are physical changes, like she sees wings coming out. They see wings coming out of my shoulders. They see my eyes turn white. Yeah. And my voice and my face turns, it becomes different. Okay. And so, you know, there are physical manifestations of her. And, you know, for years I've been doing it and never really paid attention because most people just look at me weird and I thought, <laughs> oh, okay, that's just because of what I do. Right. But then when I met my friend Wendy and she says, do you do realize that this is what happens? I'm like, no, I'm a little busy. Yeah. <laughs> just dealing with these guys. I'm right. not to look in the mirror. Right. Okay. Well, you know, some people have the abilities to see what's going on, and some people don't. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Most people, it's like, but blatantly, you know, it's blatantly obvious, and that's what, I think that's some, sometimes what freaks people out. Right. But, but, you know, I've lived with her so long, it's just, second nature you know, once, yeah once I went to the other side and realized who and what I was you know Michael's like you're Ariel she's a demon slayer she is an assassin she's one of the five that guard the throne of God right. and she was made to return because she ripped the demon out of a woman in 1190 AD and the woman died oh Wow. And it had happened before, and God says, you have no compassion, you have no caring for humans. He says, you're going to go back. You're going to relive it and relive it until you learn your lesson, right? Our 131st lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> so in your lifetime, and your, 
your individual <laughs> lifetime in doing this, uh, how many um, successful removals would you say you've done? Thousands. Thousands, really? Thousands and ten years, really. Yeah. Last so, ten so years. I guess the world is really getting worse and worse, right? Yeah. And 2013, around June of 2013, God said to me, because I can hear him like I hear you. Yeah. He said, you know, there's there's something coming. The dark is trying to push back. The light is spreading. The dark is trying to push back. He says there's going to be an increase in paranormal activity, mental illness, violence. Right. Uh, and, you know, he says it's coming. Just just know that this is what you need to prepare for. And, and this has been this was in the past yeah. past 10 and years. A, yeah. Yeah. So, and that was the year that the um, school shooting happened in Connecticut. My right. friend was a teacher there. Right. So, and it's been going since then. Yeah. And in January 25th issue 2018, the Vatican actually opened up and said, hey, you yeah. know what? We're doing more, we're training more exorcists right. than ever before. Right, I remember, yeah, I remember more, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're seeing more uh, possession cases than ever before. Right, now do you think there's a correlation between that and the fact that the uh, so-called paranormal TV shows got, oh, a big, yeah. got a big rise? Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, unfortunately, you know, I try to tell people, I try to edu- educate people I, you know, I usually lecture at the Oregon Ghost Conference. I'm going to be lecturing at, in October at the Las Cruces um, Ghost Conference. Okay. Paracon. And, Paracon, yes, you know, Paracon, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and I try to instill on people, you know, this is what's going on. Every time you do an investigation, every time you record EVPs, every time you, um, you know, you tarot cards anytime you do anything like that you open you open a gate yeah you open a door open a gate yeah so many people don't understand that you have to ask for for the protection and the blessing before you even do that oh yeah and and then ask for the closure afterwards yeah and close the door yeah close it yeah you have to yeah i've come i've gone places where there are hundreds of doors open and it's like really give me a break <laughs> right <laughs> like my wife my wife my wife uh, she does cleansings and, and that kind of thing for her clients and she will not allow a Ouija board close to the house and she won't she, no, she won't have it yeah and, you know, See, I mean, it, it, that opens a big door and people play with it like it's it's a toy a game you yeah. know and it's not a game and it's sadly it's game. Sadly, it, it is it's marketed as a toy. I mean, you used to be there. Oh, yeah. I don't know. There used to be a, a time which you could go to a Toys R Us and, and buy one. Oh, yeah. I remember when I was a kid that they, that they had that sort of stuff. And then it started with the spiritualists. Yeah. You know, they're the ones who started that. And right. then, you know, Parker Brothers said, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Moneymaker, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's crazy. Because my grandmother, she was a medium. And she didn't have as many abilities as I do or strong, but it was, it's handed down from female to female in our family. Right. 
And, you know, she was always cautioned when she was growing up, you know, don't tell anybody outside the family. This is something we keep within the family. Right. Because, you know, back then they would put you in a loony bin. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The places that we go investigate now. Yeah. yeah, She (laughs) tried to avoid parties because when she was a young girl, it was all the rage to have seances. Oh, yeah. That was was all the rage. Oh, yeah. So she usually stayed pretty well clear of them because of just such a... You know, she could hear them, she could see them, and it's like, you know, she stayed, they would come to her, so that's why she had a tendency to stay clear of them. Right. Hmm. That's, that's odd. Um, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking about that in my head. I'm, I'm wondering if when she was witnessing these friends of hers or whatever doing this, she could mm-hmm. see what was actually going on. Oh, yeah. She could see everything and hear everything. She just never said a word of it. She would usually, if it, the weather was decent, she would excuse herself and go outside. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It, you know, it seems to me like if, if she can see them, they know she can see them, and they would harass her or something like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. But she, oh, pardon me. She, but she had, she had, you know, she had, you know, she put boundaries in place. Yeah. Know, like like dogs, you have to put boundaries and limitations. Yeah. And most of the time, they respected that. But every uh-huh. now and then, she'd get one that wouldn't. She, I remember her telling me about when she ran into a demon at an old house. Mm-hmm. She she grew up in McEwen, Kansas. Okay. In McEwen, McEwen and Atkinson, okay. Kansas. Yeah. So that stuff back then, and when she was a teenager, there was you know they got there was a group of them that got together and they wanted to go to this old house that was purportedly haunted, and so they actually kind of broke into the house. <laughs> yeah, guilty. We and, used to do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, grandma, my grandmother could feel it. She could feel the demon. All right. Like, oh crap! You know, everything was quiet at first. And then, all of a sudden, things started being thrown. You know, she heard growling, and she went. It was she could see it standing at the top of the stairs. She oh. could see this dark, dark mist-like entity, and so she climbed the stairs and she faced it and she said, "In the name of Jesus Christ, what do you want?" And she says, "Always remember that they'll either have to answer you, or." or leave fortunately for her it left it left <laughs> yeah yeah because she doesn't have she never had the ability to do what I can do oh isn't there something about the fact that if if you say their name they have to leave too or something like that that's what I heard um, I think I don't know a lot of people believe that the name if you know their name it gives them it gives you power over them but right but how do you know power. their name though how do you find out <laughs> you know no, what I mean I, I pull it out of their brain it's okay. like, see, that's the difference. I can reach inside the demon's mind. Right, okay. Pull it out. And really, that's a fallacy. Yeah. It won't do you any good. Right, <laughs> okay. No name's not going to do you any good. Right. Yeah, it's like full-on <laughs> confrontation situation. Right. You wow. know, that just makes it all the more intense for them to, you know, harass you, to right. harm you. You know, it's a, but once, demons are kind of stupid in the way that they are like a lot of people where they look at the outside and they don't look any farther than that they right. don't see what's inside right and so when ariel comes forward they know they're screwed <laughs> they yeah. all know her you know she is like if she was if she was in the physical world as a person you know as herself yes 
there would, you know, she would be a member of an elite sniper. Right. And cool. that's her. They have, um, up there they have the Legion of Light. The Legion of Light was created long before the War of Heaven and Hell. Okay. And it was comprised of Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, Ariel, and Zebulon. Okay. And these, these were the elite ones. Right. They were the best of the best. Right. And their job was to train the other warriors. Right. And so on and so forth. And God created them before this whole thing, the war between heaven and hell, because he knew that it wouldn't be long before Lucifer pulled something. It was not if, but when. But when, yeah. And so he prepared for it, and Lucifer didn't know that. Right. And so when, you know, what happened, what caused it was people, people, a lot of people don't know what caused it. They're like, the churches won't, teach, won't tell you what caused it because they don't know. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I can see what Ariel sees. So she was, she was there. It was all about, uh, there were, at one time we had physical bodies on another planet. Uh, here's a little Star Wars on a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but we had, you know, physical bodies at that time. And then we evolved into pure energy. Um, the entity that we know as God, or, you know, some people just call it the greater consciousness. He found us on that planet, and he helped us evolve and, you know, in the pursuit of knowledge. Okay. He got rid of war, got rid of uh, famine, got rid of disease, and our whole lives were about the pursuit of knowledge. Right. And so over time, they evolved, and some of the first ones to evolve were the Legion of Light okay. and the other archangels, and we had to wait until everyone evolved before we could leave. Right. And once we left, we traveled all over the place, all the galaxies, everywhere. We just, we wanted to see everything that could be seen, you know, experience everything that we could. And it got to the point where one day, you know, a lot of people were saying, a lot of souls were saying, listen, you know, we'd like to be physical again. We'd like to have children. We'd like to know physical love. We'd like that. And Lucifer and his followers said, uh-uh not happening we don't want to be subject to a shell we don't want to be subject to growing old having pain disease right. that's not for us that, that's not what we want so he used it as an excuse to, to, re to rebel yeah I get yeah. you yeah. and once the you know it ran on for what would probably be you know two or three hundred years in our time right but in actuality over there it was probably about you know an hour right so it when it was over lucifer was disarmed by michael and his son was disarmed by the ariel mm -hmm. and god told him i'm going to give you exactly what you want you're never going to be able to take human form physical form again right and they were good with that but he said you can't live among us anymore right so he opened a rift into a dark realm and he cast, put him in there cast him out yeah right yeah where you need to exist from now on. Right. Let me ask you now, speaking of names, I've got, I'm, on my bookshelf, I'm across the room, I'm looking at, I, I just remembered I had it. Um, have you ever heard of a dictionary of angels? Oh, yeah. No. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I, there's, there's, there's so many that are not in there. It's ridiculous. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this now. Um, like you said, you're never going to be allowed to take human form. They're now, never going to be allowed to take human form. Okay. They were out good of, with that. Out of the ones that you have encountered, do they have 
a similar appearance, or what do they actually appear yeah, to you most like? Of, most of most demons have. It depends if you're looking at a creepy crawly, which is like a minion. They're kind of like they're little guys, but you know they do the scouting. If you're if you think of a demon as a shark, okay. the uh, creepy crawlies are the pilot fish. Okay. You know that hang around them. You're right. And you know, pick off the leaving, so to speak. Right. But in this case, these guys can look like anything that they want to most people. You but, know, but except from a spider a, to except a human, you know, an elephant. Yeah, they can look like anything but a human. But a human. And they don't care to look like a human. And then there are the lesser demons, and these are I liken them to hormonal teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, that's those yeah. those that would be the ones I would want to stay away from for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the, the younger ones they want to raise as much problems as they can in <laughs> the physical world with the humans, and they're no. the ones you're more more than likely to find in the physical world because that's, you know they're like all about it, creating right. chaos. Oh yeah, that's an awesome analogy. <laughs> yeah, the, the old demons now they're not stupid. They're very intelligent. They're very old and very powerful. Right. We're not worth their time and energy 99.9% right. .9 of the time. Right. So you're not going to find them here very often. And when you do, you'd be sorry that you did. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like when I was on Ghost Adventures before we started filming, I told Zach. I said, wow. I didn't I know that. It. Yeah. I said, you know that demon that you encountered in the Hell House? The Demon House? And he says, yeah. I said, that's the one that's here. And he has a message for you, so oh. you know what? You better listen. <laughs> I think they got it out for Zach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess. He, yeah, he doesn't do what he's supposed to do. He has no respect for them. Right. And you know, if you're facing this old demon, you better have some respect. Right. And I told him, I said, stop provoking. Stop doing what you're doing. He does every show. He does that now. It didn't used to be that way, but every show, you know, come on. I told him. I said. They can heart, they can stop your heart right here and now. Right. No problem. Right. Well, am I safe? Are my people safe? I said only because I'm here. <laughs> I said you're safe. Right. I said otherwise. I said he's come to give you this message. He says stop it. Start having respect for them, or else. Right. And. Uh, oh, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe one one day they're gonna they're, they're gonna show him. I told you. Oh yeah, that's they, they've already this old demon already did try, and taken a lot of his sight away. Yeah. And next time, it won't. I told him I said next time it won't, he, they won't be that nice. Right. That he could have killed you right then and there, but he didn't. Right. I said so. Really, you have to be thankful for that and pay attention. And you know, when I went on the show, they said, "Well, don't take out any of the demons until after we do our investigation." And I'm thinking to myself. I'm saying, oh, okay, but I'm thinking to myself, no, I don't think so. This old demon, no, I'm taking this old demon with me when I leave. Right. He's not staying. He's not staying. There was another lesser demon there and some creepy crawly dude, and I'm like, you can play with them. Right. I'll come back from later. But this old demon, no, no, no. He can do a lot of a damage. lot of damage to you. Yeah, a lot of harm. Yeah. yeah. But I let him just let it go. They got plenty of evidence, you know. Wait, what what episode was that? I want everybody to know and tune in if they if they haven't already. If they, don't, they haven't seen it. Yeah, it's uh, it's called. Um, it was uh, they did a four part special called 
graveyard to the Pacific. Okay. And one of them that I was on was called the Norblad Hostel. Norblad Hospital. Oh, hostel. I had been, I had, well, it's, it's, but it's a Norblad Hotel. Hotel, okay. They, they called it the hostel, though. Right. But I had been there like several months earlier and removed. We closed a couple of portals and removed some demons. There's, they have a predilection <laughs> for them there in the basement. So that they found out about that, and that's why they asked me to do the show. Cool. Oh, awesome. But, I'm going to check that out. And you guys better check that out, too, if you haven't already. Dude, that's that's really cool. Yeah, it's, I've, uh, it's, it was interesting because it they were like, what's a demon seer? And I'm like, <laughs> we're different. I said, I'm not a demonologist. I said, a demonologist is somebody who studies demons. I said, I'm a demon seer. I can't understand them because they speak Aramaic. And I said... Okay, so that, that in fact, is what the upcoming book, Demon Seer, is all about, right? Right, yeah. Okay, and that can, that'll be found on, on your website, what, I assume, yeah, Mystic Connection? Yeah, it'll be on Amazon. Yeah, and, it'll be on Amazon.com as well. Okay, yeah. yeah. On Amazon. On Amazon, you hear that, and mysticconnections.org. That's her website. Yeah. You can go find out a, a lot more about her and what's going on. Yeah. Very and, cool. Uh, when I started removing demons, and then God says, you need something to protect people, the people that are under siege from these. So he gave me a recipe for a special black salt. I mean, I've never even heard of black salt. Yeah, yeah. He said something like that. Right. He says, this is the recipe for it. This is how you make it. He says, I will bless it at each step of the making of it. And he says, so that... Not, nothing can penetrate. When you lay down this line of black salt around your home, there's nothing negative that that can make it through there. Cool. Very. And cool. it's worked for it's worked for uh, forty years. Forty years. Yeah. Well. Okay. Then that's time tested, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's been tested by the best. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, June. We're we're out of time. We only had just. Uh, like a half an hour and I appreciate you so much for coming on and putting up with our scheduling problems we had and we hope you'll come back sure I enjoyed it I like you all I right. had a good time <laughs> alright All right. well thank you very much and guys mysticconnections.org go check her out alright good night okay one more before we say good night this one is from Black Tractor Devil's Waterfall
millions of people are affected by the Para-X bug. I realize that it is something that will stay with me for the rest of my life and long into the afterlife as well. If you have the Para-X bug, there is hope. With a nightly visit to the Para-X website and intensive past life regression therapy, I can control it. Even with the Para-X bug, I can still lead an active life of radio show hosting, paranormal investigating, evidence checking, attending conferences, book writing, keeping up with the latest technology, and still keep my 40-hour-a-week-day job. If you think that you have the Para-X bug or know someone who might, visit para-x.com. And remember, you are not alone. I am not alone. I. 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 I am not alone. The Para-X bug may cause the urge to chase shadow people, visit exotic haunted locations, adopt a pugwudgie, or spend all of your time trying to figure out the laws and principles of paranormal investigation. Listening to Para-X may increase these effects. Sudden visions of full-body apparitions or feeling the covers being pulled off you in the middle of the night by unseen hands may also be signs of exposure to the Para-X bug. The use of Para-X may be habit-forming and an overwhelming desire to provoke spirits may be a serious side effect. If these symptoms last more than four hours, you should quickly consult a trusted witch and have her cast a what-the-hell-are-you-thinking spell on you. If symptoms persist, please contact the Para-X Radio Network Homeland Security Team for further instructions. The Para-X bug may cause urges for late-night speaking with spirits and ghosts. Listening to Para-X may increase these effects. Overwhelming desire to try provoking a spirit may be a serious side effect. Those with Para-X bug effects lasting more than four hours should consult Para-X or see a professional. Sudden outbursts at the mention of orbs may be a sign of exposure to the Para-X bug. Use of Para-X may be habit-forming. Use caution when engaging in Para-X chat. Your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. This is the Dead Zone Paranormal Radio Show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.